Updog fella. Look good, feel good, play good. We got some new Adidas golf swag coming the fella's way. I don't know if any new golf swag would help your game, but, but I love it. Adidas is excited to introduce new offerings within the go-to apparel collection that allows you to bring your style to the golf course. Not the traditional golf uniform. Go-to brings a fresh attitude to the game wherever you play. You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style, the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com slash golf. Fella. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is Ed Jovanoski, and you're listening to Missing Curfew. Well, I guess I have to fall in love with strangers. Fella, my man. Mondays roll on. Mondays. And so do the Florida Panthers. Mondays. How much deep down do you wish you could just maybe jump in a time machine and be part of the Florida Panthers oh, right now? Oh, the cats, I know. What would, Hi, buddy, what would your these ice games. be like right now? I, I watch these games. I, you I think you play? I still think I'm playing. Buddy. You do, eh? Oh, yeah. I'm like... <laughs> You know, watching them, I'm like, where, where would I be on the ice? You know, wow, I, you I, are, I, I, I see the play happen before it develops. You know, I, I still get the instincts, but that's funny you say that because I look at it now straight as wall gambler. Yeah, and more I look at it as a coach. I don't look at it as a player. I look at it like make that fucking play. Yeah, or yeah. have a seat here. Yeah, right. Like, or yeah. what? Because I sat there. Yeah, and I haven't made that play. Yeah, fuck. or what the fuck are you thinking? Like, I don't exactly. look at it from like. Although sometimes I'll see it, I'll be like, you got a far side. You got a guy far side. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Like, yeah, like I'm, I'm like, okay, well, when am I up next? Well, you're hey. looking for the tap. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hey, 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 give us you're this like, draw. Coach, fuck, I'm sitting right here, bud. Yeah, the game's 5-1. Put us out there. Yeah. Um, no, you know what? Um, games have been good. Um, watching these Florida games, you know, watching the Dallas games, uh, Vegas, for example, you know. Yeah, you, you picture being in those barns again. You yeah. know, when the guys come out on the ice, you picture like that walk through the tunnel, you know, with the cheerleaders on the right no and, and, you know, Billy Quinn sitting on the left. <laughs> um, you, you just kind of miss those, uh, those moments where you're looking at a teammate and you're like, come on, we got this. Like we're up next. Let's fucking go. Big let's shift. get it deep and let's fucking, run, fucking shift let's here. run someone, you know, all yeah. the, all the little intangibles, you know, what, what makes playoff hockey so exciting. And those, those big moments that you live up to, you know, witnessing these guys go through them brings me back i kind of want to be there yeah i do lie. i will say throughout the playoffs here at the start of the games when they come out with the towel humming um yeah i guess the blood going a little yeah. bit like fuck i remember those coming national out anthem. gm place you know or take national. your bucket off Oops, take your bucket yeah, off yeah. national anthem fuck you have to worry about that that bucket was <laughs> off so uh up dog we're obviously down to our final four here and you know with your old squad florida panthers uh doing some serious fucking we thought who better 
than legendary Ed Jovanovsky. Uh, Monty has tied uh, tied Jovo, I think, in the first round with five goals in the first round. Jovo was the last Panther to do that. We obviously remember the old Miami arena where the Rats first came on and they went to the Stanley Cup final. So, um, you know, we reached out to Jovo here to get him on. Uh, and as you know, this is the reason I wore 55 because of Jovo when he played for Vancouver. A guy was a killer. Killer. Fight, score, fuck. I did it all. I love Jovo. Jovo Cup, but yeah. Jovo Cup. And I got to know him through you after my hockey career, playing golf with him. And, and now he's doing great stuff for Florida. Comes on NHL with Cooley and, and me a lot of times. So I'm um, looking forward to talking to him here. Yeah, no, he's um, taking a break from his from his golf day. Yeah. You know, thanks, Jovo. But, uh, <laughs> you know, and then and just the knowledge he has of the game, uh, the moments he's been in, obviously you, you, you get a chance to ask him a little bit about game sevens, right? He's yeah. been there before. Um, he's, he's, he's been a, a killer. He's been a leader. He, he knows this team. Well, um, he's going to the games. He loves going to the games and I'm glad that he's still with the organization. So, um, taking a moment here to chat with our boy, uh, 55. Yeah. He's got good suits too. I always see him on he TV. Ever? He's looking good. National yeah. league. Here's Jovo cop coming at you. Fella. Welcome back to Mr. Curfew, Updog. Uh, unbelievable story going in your old neck of the woods there. Yeah, right? fuck is it ever? The rats South are Florida flying. is popping. Yeah, it's usually popping for for but for <laughs> other reasons. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> for other reasons. Um, yeah. Obviously, we got to bring on a Florida Panther legend. Uh, one of our buddies, we good in the past. Uh, Ed Jovanovsky, Jovo, thanks for joining us, fella. Hey guys, yeah, anytime, man. God, I miss anytime that face, Jovo. I miss you, bud. <laughs> yeah, always yeah, got a good tan. Too, buddy. Yeah. You always got the best tan. Nationally, yeah, too. you know what? Spent the weekend on the boat a little bit and got a little bit of sun, but yeah. <laughs> How's the golf Might game? Well live down here. Might as well get, you know, get some sun. Golf game's okay. You know, I got this hip done. Um, you know, July will be one year. And my game was this horseshit. Just, <laughs> just big. I know the big feeling. Cut, big cut and this and that. And, and whatever. I stuck with it. Um I punched in a 71 the other day. So it got my cap down to like a three, um, followed it up with a nice 82. So we know Ooh. how the golf game is, but yeah, yeah it's, it's coming. You know, I don't get too frustrated as long as on that day where I'm playing well, I win some Kashish. Yeah. <laughs> well, buddy, between, between having two hips done and your hands that are both just fucking mangled, that's pretty damn good. But 71. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, I was rolling the rock that day, buddy. You know, it's all yeah, about I've seen it before. Putts. I've seen it before. It's been in my wallet. I get hey, you. Hey, so we were lucky to play <laughs> we were lucky to play Adios at the All-Star weekend. We, we missed you because you were busy, but Updog keep all he talked about was these showers at Adios. He's like, you gotta have these showers. These glasses, the glasses are when you, you just see right out of the driving range. Florida ceiling glasses yeah, look so right I'm at thinking, the range. I'm but. thinking like you could just shower it on the driving range here and the boys are staring at your horn. I'm like, hey, boys, can you see through this glass? They're like, no, no, they can't see in here. I'm like, oh, I'm sure I thought that he was just up here showing off the fucking rope that he's got here at Adios. Yeah, you know what? Pre-construction of that, they just kind of redid the clubhouse not too long ago. And they actually blocked off the whole shower area. So when I first joined there about eight years ago, you know, I'm in there, I'm playing. And then you see this old guy walk around, no towel, no nothing, just kind of balls are hanging right on the, right onto the floor. And um, yeah, it's, it's kind of got that locker room vibe, right up. It's yep. just kind of that, yep. you know, obviously, uh, you know, it's a men's club and the showers are, yeah. On top of being kind of floor to ceiling glass, kind of looking over the golf course. Um it's a pretty good spot to hang out. Hey, I'll tell you what else they got. They got great bar bar seats at the bar there. Like when you can sit down there and the, it's an, uh, obviously I'm a bigger guy. When you get in those nice bar seats, I could sit there all, all afternoon. I think I did actually sit there all afternoon with Bowley. 
right? How are the pores too? Oh, yeah, they're still all those pores. Like you get tubed and you're just buckled. Um, but yeah, that that kind of whole clubhouse area is kind of obviously built around that bar area. Yeah. You know, it's kind of with the bar area and the little dining room. So everyone's kind of, you know, there's, you know, you can, guys are in there with their laptops, you know, handling their day-to-day business. It's kind of got that vibe of just kind of do what you want to do. Just be a good guy, pay your bill and don't play slow. And I think you'll be okay there. <laughs> I'm putting my stuff on your tab, Jovo. That's for damn sure. Uh, yeah. Awesome, Jovo. Well, listen, good things are going on in Florida. Obi and I have been, obviously, uh, Obi's been on the cats. I got to be honest. NHL Network, he's been pushing Jackie Redman every week. Like, she owes him bottles of wine. Yeah, she does. He's been, uh, but I mean, give us a firsthand look. What's it been like? This, the squad, uh, you know, first off, you know, when did this begin? Like, w- when did their belief in this begin? Was it back when they got ripped by Paul Maurice or was it Big Walt ripping them? Well, what did you see from within? Yeah, I think it was a combination of both. That was kind of the tipping point, I think. I think the team was sputtering along, almost questioning kind of what their identity was. Um, they're finding ways to to trail in games. And like we saw historically with this team, always kind of found a way to get back into it. This year, they just couldn't figure it out. But, um, you know, that game in Toronto when uh, when Maurice went nuclear on them on the bench and was just uh, had enough. I mean, the, the turnovers in the neutral zone, um, just not playing the right way and then followed up by Wall calling the group soft, I think had an impact on the group. But I think that's kind of when the turnaround was. and guys were healthy. They didn't really kind of put a full lineup on there until kind of January, February time. So you can see them rounding into form um, kind of at that time. And and one of the things that the coach was preaching from, from the get go is we need a, we basically need a game that's conducive for the playoffs. Well, shit, man, it wasn't working, you know, and everybody was kind of up in arms. What, you know, we're used to this team scoring five, six goals a night. They're not scoring. They're not defending well. And then all of a sudden, this kind of turned it around and, and, and scratched and clawed and got themselves in the playoffs, obviously, with Alex Lyon coming in, putting a pretty good run in for him. And getting in, we all know what can happen in the playoffs. I, I certainly, you know, being down three to one was like, wow, what they just did was unbelievable against a very tough Boston team. And then kind of moving forward, hey, here we are today in the Eastern Conference Finals. So it's, it's been a nice story for the group. I'm sure they're a confident group. And um, they work for it. Joe, I want to go back to the game seven in Boston because me and Uppy after watching as ex-players, we, we were shocked at how nervous Boston looked and like, you know, put yourself in that dressing room. We played in some big games, like having home ice in a game seven. Shouldn't those guys come out a little bit more excited opposed to, to being nervous and not be able to make a pass? Well, you, you'd think so, yeah. but you know, you look at, you look at where Boston was throughout the year, obviously with their historic season, and now they find themselves in a game seven. The pressure obviously lies on Boston to get the job done. And they were so close to doing so. Uh, but yeah, any little break, you can see them, you know, towards the end there. Look at overtime. And you can actually fast forward even to the Toronto series. How good has Florida been in overtime? I mean, they almost carried the play. They're kind of going for it. We're not sitting back. We're playing, you know, you know, afraid to lose mentality. They were kind of going for it. And um Sure enough, you find a way to kind of get that goal and and get them over the hump. But they certainly work for it. They never stop believing in each other. And and we know when you get in this position, you're down a game. We just got to worry about the next game, right? Yeah. And then you take care of business. You get to the next game, and that's where they found themselves uh, to get into a huge game seven in Boston, uh, basically to do the unthinkable. 
Well, one thing I noticed, Jovo, and, and you know this too, because you've had a you've had a Russian goalie for the better part of your career in Phoenix, uh, a guy we both played with, Brizgalov. <laughs> but just, <laughs> but, 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 but tell me, like, for, you know, from within and knowing these guys, just how confident they are when they play in front of this Bobrovsky. You say that they're great in overtime, but you know, it says something when you know your goalie's going to make these saves, right? And that you just need to focus on either not giving up crazy opportunities. But just going and playing your game still because you have that confidence back in that. What have you seen like this Bobrovsky be like and how has he been able to lift his you know standard of play to be at the top of his game in the biggest moments? Well, I, I think him not being in that kind of mix when the team was scratching and clawing uh, as much as you be a good team guy, it's got to burn inside, right? You're paying this guy 10 bananas, as you would say, Obi, <laughs> you know, and he's he's watching you know, Alex Lyon, you know, get the job done. And I'm sure he thought inside, if there's another opportunity that I'm going to get, you know, he's going to go out there and, and, you know, play hard. Um, Everything in front of the goaltending, I believe is cleaned up. I I think if you give the responsibility on the goaltender, make sure that you're stopping the puck and guys in front, take care of the second and third opportunities. You'll give yourself a better chance on winning the hockey game. And I think that's what, Florida's done in front of him but ever since he's come in and that whole situation where where Maurice said listen this is a pressure game we're going to go to Bob for for this game and he's ran with it he's been spectacular his numbers are off the chart and he's in that zone right now he's almost like that old Vesna Bob where he's done in Columbus where you see his kind of game um, he's not letting any weak ones. He's giving the team an opportunity to win. And he's facing a boatload of shots. I think 50 or so shots that last game in Toronto. So I think this guy is uh, is dialed in right now. And the boys are just riding the wave. Jovo, when, when, when I hear about Bobrovsky, and you would know this more because you, you're around the team more than about, but his work ethic, like, is that the thing that Paul Maurice always knew? Listen, I got Lyon, but I know Bob's going to be working hard. And he does that. He has that background of Vesna. But was it his work ethic that knew that he would always be able to go back in there? I, I believe so. You know, listen, I'm not at practice all the time, you know, but but the guys, what I'm hearing is guys, just, he's almost like a yogger type guy. Yeah. He's always kind of working on his craft, always looking to get better. Robbie Tallis, um, you know, is working with him. And I, I think at that moment, you just try to keep a guy's spirit high, right? Because he is your horse and you want to go to him at a certain point. But I think his work ethic is second to none, to be honest, what I'm hearing. And, um, you know, it's paying off for him because certainly as this team goes along, we all know in the playoffs, your goaltender needs to be at the top of the game. And, and for this group, I mean, certainly shit, man. I mean, what he's done in that there are some of the saves at key situations against top players. Um, look at back to game five in Boston. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That breakaway yeah. bar Marshawn. I mean, this team's yeah. not in this position. He doesn't make that save because that gets through him. There's still like 0.2 seconds on the clock. You know, so there's a lot of factors that go into what he's done to get this team to where they are right now, along with obviously a lot of solid play from the guys in front of him. Yeah, I think we could all agree on how, like, that's how close it is to winning and losing, right? Yeah, it's it's fucking We look at the Toronto series, right? I mean, every game could have went either way. It was a closer series than, you know, five games. Yeah. And um, you look at Toronto with a couple goal lead in one of the games, kind of pissed that away. And then, you know, you just find a way to get timely goals and um, they found it. Jovo, when I started to believe, well, obviously it was a great comeback from Boston, but there was no letdown going into game one against Toronto. That, that's when I was like, wow, I expected like 
You know, you've played in the game seven. I'm sure you have. I never did, but there's got to be a little bit of a letdown, especially coming back from 3-1. And they went in there and set the tone in game one. Nick Cousins had a big goal. Maddie played great. Like, was that a turning point for you? Like, wow, this team's not just a Cinderella story. They, they're a legit hockey club. Yeah, and the quick turnaround. Yeah. I don't know what the day is, but they kind of got right back at it. So it goes two ways, right? You get emotional high and you kind of piss it away early where uh, because you're just coming off that huge win in game seven. But you look at that game one, guys, they had two penalty kills early on in that game and their PK has been dog meat, you know, for, you know, for the, for the playoffs, I think it's 65% right now, but that series, a lot of that damage was done in the Boston series. They were better in the Toronto series, but early on in that game one, they killed off two penalties early in the first period that really set the tone for this group, made them feel, got themselves into the game and just, just went out there and played a solid road game. But certainly that game seven carryover short amount of time, you know, paid off for him. Jovo, two guys that, um, you know, organically have gone through that system. Both guys we played with Aaron Ekblad and Barkov. Uh, to me, both guys have elevated their game. You know, Eki, I look back, Eki's never really been healthy for a good playoff run. If so, maybe one of these, you know, playoff opportunities he's had right. in his, in his eight year career. What have you seen in those two guys um, whether it's their leadership or it's Barky just playing, you know, the way he needs to play or it's Eki jumping in the plays and getting his shots through. Like what's been the difference in those two guys picking up their game here? Because I, I feel like the last series, Eki really got involved. Barky's been better. Um, just how important it is for those two guys to be at the top of their game for that group. Well, I think you said it up here. I, I, you look at this, at this playoff run, they've been better and better each and every game. And that's, that's a great sign for this team. And one thing, you know, Barkov, you watch what he does in all three zones. I mean, there was times in that Toronto series, him coming back, picking guys down low. Do you know the centerman usually is pretty much the smartest guy on the ice? <laughs> you know, up he was, up he was, up he was. I was the smartest guy off the ice. I, mean, just, you know, I never go got married. Down the wall, like Glennie, Glennie Anderson down the wall, kick that, Put that heel into stiff, the ice. Put that stiff leg out there. <laughs> yeah. That was the only um, stiff thing. Eh, but he's, he always seems to be in, in the in the right spot, and he's contributing offensively of late. So it's a good sign to see him kind of, you know, kind of elevate his game as the games go along. Eki, I think, is in a different position right now. I don't think he's looked upon as the guy to go out there and get the numbers. Yeah, You I know, agree. you look at he's done a really good job defensively. And when you look at an offensive defenseman, sometimes you overlook what he can do defensively. And I think he's kind of accepted that role. And I think it makes him happier knowing that, you know, he's on the plus side of things in games and he's shutting down, you know, top players. Let Montour kind of, he's kind of having that season. Let, let him run with it. Forslings and other guys, a great skater can get up in the play. What Eki's done well too, along with the defensive side of things, he's getting his shots through. You can see him. He's, he's he manages the blue line pretty good, um, and he's getting his shots. But but you need your top guys to be your top guys, kind of down this stretch area. You want contributions for everyone. But I look at Aaron as that guy that's that's really taking care of his own end and just letting the puck do the work. And I think less is more with him. And how many times have you heard that, Obi? My let the puck do the work. Yeah. My let the career. puck do the work. D to D, you know? back to D, right out of the fucking playoff. Right out of the playoff, <laughs> trio, trotsy. Um, yeah, but that's exactly it. I mean, advance the puck, get back hard, make a good first pass, 
And I think they've been doing that as a whole, but Eki's really stood out to me in that area. Yeah, I agree with Eki. And, and the same with Barky, Jovo, but I, I think he got better as the Boston series went on the Toronto series. Like, I guess my question, is there even more there for Barky? Like, if you're Barky, and, and I only know him a little bit, and you guys know him well to me, like, does he not look at the league right now and be like, if I just elevate my game a, like a little bit more, get a little bit harder, like this is as good a chance as maybe he'll ever have, or is he just going to continue to be like, you know what I'm saying, Jovo? Does he have a little bit more right. fuck you in him? I think he, I think he does. You, you hope he does. I think getting into this position now, you're kind of, you're tasting and you're close to getting to where you want to be. And I, I think every guy to a man, you want to elevate that 5%, yeah. if, you know, if you could, um, I think Barky's just not wired that way. Obi, you know, I think he goes upon his business, plays hard. Um, uh, you know, he's not that, I know what you're saying, you always yeah. see that little mean in, in him and, you know, but he does it in other ways. And I, I think for him, when he does get pissed off, when things aren't going his way, you can see him get a little nasty out there. But yeah, certainly I think this series, especially Carolina, you know, they're going to take some punches. You know, yeah. I think Carolina comes at you hard. They're going to cut the ice, uh, you know, for these star players to really kind of maneuver. So you're really going to have to scratch and claw to get fight for your ice. He's such a big man. You think he can power through a lot of it. Um you know, and, and his willingness, Yeah. you know, he's a guy that wants to win. You can hear him in his conversation, you know, his interviews. Um, a lot of people have been on him for his production, you know, but you can't overlook what he does away from the puck. And I think that's kind of one, one area where the coaching staff and everyone likes about him. Yeah. And I guess the mean streak I get, I guess I'm not talking more like inside ice and get to that net because the stuff he does away from the puck, it's, it's beyond belief. I just, I'm hoping I you see, want to see him do I want something to see him that's just outside get in there of his, and take Brent Burns to the net and yeah. fucking you you're know, like, wow, that's, that's something I've never seen that guy in yeah, that 16 when he does jersey. That, he's, yeah. I mean, we obviously seen that from him. So he's capable of mm. doing it. And um, yeah, you like to see him take charge of a, ta- take charge of a game, but I think this group has done it collectively mm-hmm. and they're not really kind of relying on him, but you like to see him kind of push forward and, and be that guy for this group, at least, you know, a game where you can look at saying, Hey, your captain won this game. For yeah. You. Yeah. I know. Uh, but, but overall, I, I, th- I think right now everything's kind of been, you know, solid throughout their lineup. Yeah. And I love Barky and the yeah. whole time I got to spend with him, he, he's a great guy and he does all the right things. I'm just pushing for him. And you know, when you talk about guys that take over games, Jovo, Sam Bennett, I mean, I love this kid last year when they picked him up, I didn't realize how important he was to the hockey club until he came back in game two, I believe. But Talk about a guy, if we were playing against him, you know, you'd be going up to him, telling him to settle down, but he's been, he's been unbelievable, man. There was a hole. There's a big hole missing when, you know, when this, uh, when he was out of the lineup, I mean, there's no question. I mean, what he brings, you know, to the forecheck, what he brings to the, the, you know, blue paint area where he's really kind of one speed to him. And uh, when he's out of the lineup, it's evident. So what he's done in the playoffs, um, I know he's been banged up. But he still kind of goes one speed. And, and I think it's, um, you know, the guys are following it. You know, you look at the forecheck of this team and I'm like, where the hell was this all here? <laughs> because they just kind of get in on the and really disrupt, you know, defensemen going back there. They're really checking over their shoulder. Guys are throwing away pucks because they know that they got that covered area. Uh, but he's certainly a catalyst in, in that area where he's just kind of like balls to the wall and just kind of know <laughs> just kind of going through guys. And I don't know where, what series, I think it was the Boston series. I believe it was the, the game. I think in game two, when he ran someone on the side of the boards, got the turnover. And I think for Hagee ended up scoring, but 
Um, it's kind of uh, indicative kind of what he is as a player. Yeah, for those coaches, just, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. you need a guy like that. Yeah, it's power forward to the max, right? Like yeah. he's he's playing yeah, on both he's sides. A, he's not the biggest guy, right? No, no but yeah. he, I mean, when he finishes, yeah, he tries to put you in the third row, yeah. right? Like that's what you got to do. Like don't take a penalty, but hit the guy. Yeah. that he knows yeah, you're there. It hurts. It hurts. Yeah, I don't want to fucking get hit no. like that. And, that, <laughs> and, and Jovo, that was the thing <laughs> in, the, in the Leaf series that as long as the Panthers got it deep behind their D. It was a, right. I mean, the Leafs were in one. If they turned over inside the blue line, then the transition Leafs showed. But once they got that forecheck and made McCabe go back and G go back and Brody and Hall, they were in one. Right. And and just going back to what type of player he is, I mean, that's obviously an area where you're going to win a hockey game. Kind of put the pressure on D and hopefully a turnover and just wear them out throughout the game. But we've all played against one guy where you just don't know what the fuck he's going to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and Sam Bennett's one of those guys. You look at him and this guy's shaved head, beard, yeah. you know, goatee. You just don't know if he's going to carve your eye out with your stick. But he's got that kind of unknowing, you know, about his game. And um, but he's as honest as they come. He plays hard and he's not afraid to kind of mix it up. And I, and I think this time of year, that's what you need. And you look at a guy like Kachuk as well. And punching Marner, they were teammates in junior. He didn't give a shit. No, you know, just the way at the end of the game, we all know hockey players, the mutual respect that we all have for each other. They go for a beer in the off season. I think when it comes down in a playoff series, you do whatever it takes to win. And the team is finding that kind of fine line and they're getting results from it. Yeah. Joe, you talk about a little bit about respect right there. Do you feel like the Florida Panthers are finally getting respect? Like Vinny Viola's on this team now for 10 plus years, right? And some, some years it's been, you know, let's be honest, it's been a little bit of a joke, you know, you, you, whether you're getting fucked on scheduling or, no, you know, no one's coming to the games. Right. But right now the Florida Panthers have proved that they're, they're a hockey club. You know, they host the all-star game this year and it was great. It was a great party. Yeah. We threw a fucking the Panthers club. But have you ever been to that Panthers club for a couple, Jovo? That's yeah. a nice little spot. Yeah. Yeah. But do you feel it's a gem in there? Yeah. Well yeah. done, boys. Well done. The, but do the you really smell the, old, the smell of the old fashions? Oh, oh the wooden old fashioned. It smells rich. It smells rich in there, Jovo. <laughs> yeah. That mahogany. <laughs> Fuck. It smells like wooden books in yeah. there or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, but do you feel like you know, now it's like you're coming into our house. Our fans are fucking rocking. I, I remember what it was like in our game seven. We played against New Jersey, right? These fans, they're passionate. They deserve to watch good hockey right now. They're, you know, they're eight wins away from a Stanley Cup from the ownership all the way down. You know, that's got to feel great. It's got to be the, the feeling they've been looking for for so long. For sure. And you go on to the ownership you know, I was only there a short time with uh, with Vinny until they bought me out. Um, <laughs> hey, a lot of good players get bought out, Jovo. Don't worry. A lot of good players get bought out, buddy. But uh, no, um, solid, solid ownership and happy for them. Yeah. Because you talk to the guys, anything that they need, they get as a group. So, I mean, from obviously the hotels to the meals in the locker room to the cooks in there. They're really giving them the best opportunity to for their bodies and and to go out there and perform. And it, it's been, like you said, some trying years. You look at the last few years, it's been a lot better. You know, making the playoffs, um, you know, last year, obviously getting swept by Tampa, hopefully learning from that. This year, you see the in inconsistency throughout the year. And now they're in, you know, they're Eastern Conference Finals. So it's good on the organization. The fans are jacked. Obviously, we got the Miami Heat, too, that are in the Eastern yeah. Conference Finals. The town is buzzing pretty good. Everyone's kind of looking forward to get this series started. 
but they worked for it. I think they were patient. You look what they've done. At, they didn't blow it up at the, at the deadline. They felt that they had the right mix of players and um, they believed in them. A lot of the, lot of the, you know, talk around town was, you know, the coaching change, you know, was it the right move? Every button he's pushed since January has worked, you know, from yeah. line lines to the goaltender situation to, uh, you know, just the style of game that this, uh, you know, team is playing, but yeah, happy for everyone. Doug Sifu, uh, yep. Vinny yeah, Viola, good guy. Um, Louie, obviously in the mix now, yeah. Bill Zito's done a good job. I mean, you look at the, you look at the guys that they brought in, right. Montour, Forsling for nothing, you know, Verhage pretty much nothing. You know, you trade for Reinhardt. Sam you know, Bennett for nothing. Sam Bennett. I mean, look at you look at the lineup and you bring in, you know, uh, you know, a guy like Gudis, who the team is missing that physicality part. You bring him, this guy hits everything, even when they shouldn't be hitting, you yeah. everything. <laughs> um so it's a right mix. It's a right mix and and things are paying off for him. Hopefully, you know, this ride can continue for him. Hey, speaking of Gudis, when he hit camp in the fucking court, you see the look on camp's face like he fucking never been hit like that. Like he thought he was like, what the fuck just happened? It was such yeah. a good hit. Well, what about after the cousins goal? <laughs> oh, yeah. They don't the old stare. That, that's the old. Yeah. If I'm the goalie right there, I don't know what I would do. I would, would two hand him as hard <laughs> yeah. the fuck as I could in the leg. I know what you would have done, Joe. <laughs> the wires would have crossed. Yeah. Speaking of Bobby. Go ahead. No, everything has been good. Bobby Lou, Bobby Lou's up there. I never even saw, seen him celebrate like that back in the Canucks when we won a series. Yeah, he's yeah. up there jumping around like he's loving it. Huh? Act like you've been there before. Yeah, he tweeted that. Tweet, yeah, right. No, absolutely. I, I see him around here and there, and um, you know, I think he was getting a little grayer as the season was going on. But I think he's found some life in 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 the group, and they're all, they're like we all are, kind of enjoying the ride and. I think they took a lot of heat as far as kind of where this team is and, um, you know, see them, how excited they are for the guys. It's, uh, it's nice to see. It's harder to watch though. And I'm, I'm going to use mine from a, from a, ga- oh. from a gambling perspective. I, I'm watching my money, Jovo, but like, I get it. Like if you're a front office guy or a coach, I get it now. Now when, cause when you're playing those games, you don't, you're just playing. You don't know, but when you're watching, it's like, this is more stressful than playing by far. Listen, I, I cover the team TV wise and, I'm not joking. I like, like you said, I'm more nervous. Like I just want them, you know, the opportunity selfishly for me to continue going to games Yeah, and, and, and just the work that these guys put in a guy like Barkov and Ekblad, who's been here a long time. You want to see them kind of get to that next level and really enjoy that ride. Uh, but shit, man, watching these games, um, you're right. I think you get more nervous watching them than you're actually playing it. Cause you guys, you almost feel like you got control a little bit when you're playing, when you're not playing, you know, it's out of your hands and you're just kind of watching what's going on and you're just cheering for them. But um, it's nerve wracking. That's for sure. I want to ask you, you brought up Gudis and another sneaky signing was, was stall. They brought in, right? Like Jovo, I, I asked you earlier in the year when you came on Cooley's show, I asked you, do they have enough speed on the back end? And, and you said, yeah, and these guys like Stahl and Gudis and Frosling. And, and you were right. But talk about bringing in Stahl on a one-year deal that's big and, and obviously playing with Montour now. Like, it makes me feel good that there's still that role for a big kind of stay-at-homer that can clear the front of the net. Yeah, and you need that, right? The experience as well. It's probably over 1,000 games, I think, has been in your these situations. Um, it's been a nice fit with the cap era. You just can't all mix in your guys where you're making a boatload of money. I think you got to plug in guys. And I think Stahl has been, 
you know, a great fit because he's a stay-at-home guy. He's, you, you see what you get. He gets the puck. He moves mid. He's not a fancy guy. Clears the front of the net. Plays some hard minutes on the penalty kill. And playing with Montour, just, hey, listen, you know, don't cross the red line. <laughs> yeah. You know, just, you know what? Monty, get the puck and, and, and go. And I think it's been a nice, nice mix. And even Eric, for that for that matter, I think you look at him kind of playing with a couple guys, Dalpy and, and, and Colin White in that center position. We all know how deep you got to be in that center spot. Um, I think they got four solid centermen. They're going to be well-matched against Carolina in that area. Uh, but overall, everyone that's come in has kind of pitched into their areas and everybody's doing their job and it's working right now. Yeah, you, you bring up Monty Kid. Um, I, I knew my well. I knew my career was over, but when I really knew it was over, when I saw him at the Ducks camp, I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. It was him in theater. I'm like, that's it for me. I found a place in San Diego that day. But like, he paid he paid his dues last year a little bit, right? Playing behind Weegsy and Eki and those guys, and and didn't right. was a good teammate. And then this year's really taken off, and and I love that kid. And for me, how much he's playing on his toes. Like sometimes I'll still text him, Jovo, but hey, Monty Kid, stay underneath it. You know, don't don't get above right. it sometimes. But like, just play on his toes and. Um, it's been unbelievable. No, it's, you know, what he's done. And I, I think, you know, I've said this, I, I mean, he's playing in that top five, top 10 category as far as elite defenseman this year. I mean, he was phenomenal the way, how hard he gets back, you know, to get the puck, uh, his outlet passes are unbelievable. And as this is offensive instincts, you know, in the offensive zone have been, have been money this year. He's got a great shot. He gets the shot through. He's kind of done everything. Yeah playing 25 or so minutes each and every night. And, and I think you heard the coach talk about him. He understands his game and we know as defensemen, it takes a little bit longer sometimes to mature on the back end. Sometimes, you know, you want to do a little bit too much, um, you know, for him, I think he understands when he can skate the puck when he sees that ice he takes it. And when he moves the puck, he moves it. And we all know nowadays the fourth and fifth, you know, guy on the attack is so imperative you know, in this game to kind of create offense. Um, and he, he does it, he does it so good. And he got that opportunity. Eki was hurt, really kind of needed to be that guy to kind of carry the load. And he never looked back. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I would agree. Um, did you go to, uh, this is off topic, That's but right. it was on my head. That's did you right, go yeah. to F1? Cause fuck, <laughs> I seen some videos and it looked insane. Did you make it down to Miami for that F1 race or no? You know, I was, I was supposed to go. I was actually in the keys. I was coming back cause we actually played that night. So I was coming back from the keys. It was going to be formula one and then right to the game. I had to kind of mix. <laughs> I had the Knicks one, you know, but I went last year. It was, it's a gong show. Yeah, I mean, yeah. pretty much is. I mean, it's a good time. You guys if you get a chance ever to, to go to one. I remember right in Vancouver, um, I actually started the race. Oh, nice. You know, whatever, whatever those guys are called. (laughs) I don't remember much other, you know, the race I know it was with Bertuzzi and, um, we were probably up to no good, but, um, (laughs) it's pretty, it's a pretty good event here in Miami. It's, it's taken off. It's crazy. Yeah, they're bringing one here to Vegas in the fall. So a couple oh, of our boys, a couple oh, of our boys oh, are fucking locked and loaded. I mean, oh, the prices, yeah. I guess, are like the prices in Vegas for that. It's insane. Like even some of the heavy yeah. hitters are like, what the fuck's going can, on? Can Vegas get any more expensive than when? I mean, well, they're bringing a baseball <laughs> yeah. team there too. The A's are moving there too wow. for $1.3 billion stadium. Yeah. Right. Nothing's more expensive than the back room at the Rhino though. I don't give a fuck what they're saying. <laughs> prices don't go is up there, any, there too. Is there, anything, is there anything that's not you know, yeah. expensive anymore. I'm like, God, everything is just, you want to go enjoy yourself. It's 
No Everything's kidding. kind of just gone up. So we got to come out. Uh, we got to come out again, fella tour. I mean, if the cats make the fucking finals, you got to oh, count we're on coming the, the missing curfew crew. We're oh, coming out sure. again, Jovo. We're, go, we're we're teeing it up. Um, you know, I get to text my boy Anytime. for some tickies, eh? Yeah. Jovo, I want to ask you why I got a, one more thing about a guy that I love. Sylvain Lefebvre. He was my D coach in, in Colorado. I had a great one year deal or one year with him. And then he left me to go coach the Hamilton Bulldogs. Sly, I still don't forgive you, but how great is he? Like, he's such a good defensive coach guy who played. Have you got to interact with him at all? You know, I have, I, I talked to him briefly, you know, here and there, but a guy that's been there, right. You know, old school kind of, you know, D man that gets it. Um, I got to believe nowadays, you know, will be the guys go out there and play. You're getting a little bit of instruction f- from the coaches. Um, but to have that positive guy, he just, I don't know him per, like yeah. that way, but he just seems like he's a positive guy and he's not going to bury you. And he's going to give you that positive reinforcement to go out there and do it. And you look at a guy like, I can look at a guy like Josh Mahora. Yeah. Why well, I think has this gotten, what a pickup he's been. He's been every, he's played all the games. You know, for a guy that coming into a new situation to play all 82 games, you know, says a lot, you know, about him as a player. And you can see his development throughout the year. He's just getting better every game. And I got to attribute that to, you know, the assistant coach. I had one of those guys, Lindy Ruff. Lindy Ruff was my first assistant. This guy put the time in. Every day he would show me videos. Some good, you know, you know, some things I can get better on. And I got to believe now that these guys are just looking at video and make sure that areas where they can get better at, but you got to attribute that to the, to the assistant coach uh, that works with the D. Yeah. I remember I was having a good year in Denver and, and we were, that's what Landy was a rookie O'Reilly and we were in a playoff spot. And then we had a tough stretch, a couple week tough stretch where I wasn't <laughs> playing very well. And Sly called me in and he's like, you know, you, you haven't been playing very well. You know, you think you're taking care of yourself off the I said, yeah, yeah, I'm doing well. He's like, you ever think maybe like it might be time to get married? I'm like, slow down, Sly. We've only lost four straight here. Like, let's not get fucking carried away. Married. We'll yeah. bounce back. We got Columbus coming in Thursday. We'll get him. Don't worry, bud. But yeah, to your yeah. point, he like the clips and pull me aside and show me little stuff like um, you couldn't be more right because he, he was an unbelievable guy like that. And I'm glad he's doing well. And I'm, I'm still pissed that he left me. But um, and then one last kid I wanted to ask you about was Nick Cousins. Good Belleville, Ontario boy, 45 minutes from me. How good has he been? And, and just talk about a guy who's taking advantage of his opportunity. Oh, he sure is. And and he's been close, right? He's kind of that guy that's kind of been around it. I, I To be honest, I wouldn't give him, you know, early on, I'm like, you know, I get he's kind of one of those guys that you just kind of fill in and he gets the job done. He works hard. But go back to that overtime goal. Any guy you would come down that wing and just fire it right just yeah. it right into a shin pad or whatever but this guy right here went <laughs> i would go right. high that, i probably missed it that, that high to be honest <laughs> yeah go go high then start a two-on-one yeah. the other way for o'reilly o'reilly would be right. the other way yeah but for him to kind of have that movie this shows that you know a lot of the guys in the league got skill yeah. right i don't care what position you're in the, the days of these third fourth line guys that just you know just can't play you know, are over. Everyone can play. And you kind of throw him into that spot where he's playing with, you know, uh, Kachuk and, and Bennett. Now you can see his, kind of his offense coming out. He's making the right plays. And he's got that shit, shit disturber mentality too. Like you kind of smile at you and just kind of get in there after the whistle. But he's been a nice fit. And that going back to the point, everything that kind of Zito's done brought in here, you know, we can say that now. 
you know, but a lot of these guys have had a big part in why this team is, you know, here today because they've they've had a guy like Cousins pretty much for nothing, you know, and he's come in and done an admirable job. There's a lot of sandpaper there now. Yeah, there is. Right. Yeah. yeah. And their dressing room, they see like obviously it helps winning, but it seems like their dressing room too, starting with Maddie. Matt Maddie's an unbelievable kid, but they got that mojo in the dressing room of they get along. They got some toughness and some sandpaper. That's why I started liking them. In the, like, I liked them in the second half because right. of that. Right. And we all know that you, you need that, right? Yeah. You can't all just be kind of one-dimensional. I think having that grit, that sandpaper, especially goes a long way, you know, in the playoffs. And, um, yeah, I heard they have some fun off the ice, too. So <laughs> it's, always a good, it's always a good thing. And you have to, right? Yeah, that's Happy refreshing. Your buddy, your buddy refre- next to you knows a little <laughs> bit about that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah sure do. I half, half off the half off the lappers. Yeah, I'll tell you what, we, we, we were just in Cabo. He hasn't lost a stride off the ice. You know, he hasn't <laughs> lost a stride. He's still high stepping off the I'm ice. I'm a I'll little sluggish that. today, though, Jovo. <laughs> Fuck, buddy. I, I don't quite run like I used to. Oh, I sure do. He buddy. sure does. <laughs> how, how nice is that place, though, in Cabo? Oh, Chileno Bay is, is. Oh, my sick. God. Yeah, she's up there in, in, you know, for the West Coast and a two hour flight from Cali. You can't be right. It's yeah. perfect. A quick shooter before you teed off. Uh, you could quick little Casamigos repo, ice cold <laughs> off the first tee. Yeah. Uh, and then one on the 18th tee to finish it off. Fuck, we had right, some When I got again. to that snack shop, I didn't know where to begin. Yeah, <laughs> the old comfort station. Grabbing here, grabbing <laughs> here, putting some in my bag. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the Imodium fucking here? Yeah. Where's right, that? Right. Hey, Jovo, I'm usually looking for the Tums when I go in there. Where's the Tums or Pepto? <laughs> hey, give me the Pepto. Right. Hey, Jovo, yeah. we got the PGA Championship coming up. Uh, have you ever played Oak Hill? I haven't, but um, I joined uh, Old Head probably like five years ago in Ireland, and they're reciprocal of Oak Hill. So okay, we're playing there. Yeah. Um, so my buddy was over actually last night. He goes, "We got it. We got to set this up." But I was watching kind of all the work that they've done to it. Those bunkers look nasty. Everything nasty. about it looks like looks crazy. So um, no, I, I haven't been there. Um, I like to go though. Hey, we're going over to Ireland. We all turned 40. I turned 40 in August, loop September, hey, October. So our boy, Billy Quinn, we're playing Old Head. We're playing K Club. We're playing Hogshead. So I played Hogshead. I played Adele Manor. Yeah. Um, you played K Club? Honestly, I haven't played K Club, yeah. no. I played Trump's Place uh, over there. What's it called? Did you play Bally Bunyan over there? No. Yeah, okay. No. But when are you guys going? We're going the start of August, August 4th. It's it's a good time, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. I'm actually there the 11th of July to the 16th. Okay. Just in case anyone wants to rob my house at that time. <laughs> <laughs> we can edit that out if you want. We can edit hey, that how out. many members, how many memberships does Ed Jovanovsky have now? What, what are you working with here? You got one at Royal Palm still. You got, you yeah. got yeah. No, just just three. <laughs> four maybe four maybe all right hey how many times a week do you like do you like to tee it up i'm a wednesday friday guy i might mix in the odd sunday how many times you like to get out there twice yeah a couple a couple days a week you know i think it's good enough for me right now (laughs) the old body can handle um it all depends if i'm working on credit or not yeah for sure how's cole's game does cole play golf he hasn't figured it out yet. Yeah, I okay. always, I, I told him, I said, listen, son, you, you learn golf. We go on some sick trips. Yeah. You know, kind of like you, you didn't, getting... you didn't figure out hockey till you're fucking 14. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> thank God. You'd imagine yeah, he, you would have picked up earlier. Yeah, you would have been more of a killer. Yeah. You would have been more of a killer. <laughs> right. He's uh he's 16 now. He's in other shit. 
Yeah, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, but speaking about country, like think about the connections like that we've made from golf, right? Obviously, it helped being national leaguers, but how many good people and sick trips, like you said, have you felt like I got two young nephews and I'm I'm gonna put golf clubs in their hand eventually and try to tell them like fellas, right. this will open up doors for you and, and meet so many cool people. No, it's 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 been excellent. And like you, like you guys both, uh just the people from all sorts of you know, really successful people to guys that just love playing golf. Um, I think it's a good way to obviously, and you always can tell, you know, the character of a guy you spend four hours with him on the golf course. So I I think it's a good, uh, good opportunity for, for the youth, obviously to get out there and play a great game. You can do it for the rest of your life. Uh, It's one of those things. And I I just kind of enjoy kind of getting out there and just kind of getting away from the daily grind. Yeah. Um, but it certainly is uh, fun and, and fortunate to get to play some nice tracks. That's for sure. I always enjoy it till I make a couple of pars and then I get up there and feel good. And I just block one 40 <laughs> yards right. I'm like, what oh, in yeah. the fuck? My caddy beats her. Throw me another ball. What the fuck happened yeah. there? I fucking suck. I'm I'm fucking, that's why I'm a fucking handicap, nine handicap or whatever right there. Yeah. Well, Jovo, we can't wait to uh, can't wait to tee it up with you. And, yeah, uh, we'll be out there if they make it to the finals, which I think they will. I'm picking them in the series, but if they do, we will we will definitely. Yeah, we be have out there. to. Yeah, yeah I got to get back to that spot in uh, Royal Park. Yeah. How hot is it out there right now, with Jovo? I got to bring the old monkey bum if I come out. Is she getting soupy Spark. yet or what? Oh yeah, but it's hotter than two squirrels <laughs> fucking in a wool sock. <laughs> do you get used to the? Hey, do you, seriously, do you get used to the humidity? Like, do you, like, or in the summertime, or you just try to tee it up early? What's the play in the summertime? Yeah, you got you got to play. You got to play early. Yeah, you got to play early. Um, yeah, it gets hot. We're not quite there yet, but it's it's getting there. It's pretty toasty outside and humid, but yeah. um, you definitely got to play early. Uh, Joel, thank you so much for doing this, buddy. Uh, keep up the great work, and uh, hopefully, we'll see you in the finals, my man. Guys, anytime. Look forward to seeing you hopefully soon.